We're Down. snorting cap rates and shooting up cash flow. <laughs> Here at Shield Junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Deal Junkies podcast. I'm Gabe Johansson. I'm here with Trevor Howard, Mike Nuss, and Dane McKinney. Welcome to episode four. Are we episode four, four now? Uh, this episode is brought to you by Synergy One Lending, one of our favorite residential um, mortgage lenders out there doing some good deals for us. Uh, today, we are going to interview Dane, I think. Are we going to talk about yeah. Dane a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Who is this guy? I see you have a mullet now. <laughs> did you get this haircut just for this interview? I did, yeah. Mullet and a mustache. I yeah, love it. I got it last Thursday. That's the thing. I thought you were going to be the one who liked it the most out of the three of these. I, I love I it. I don't know why. I love it. I've had the whole time. I haven't even yeah, seen it. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's hard. To, it's you hard. can tell it's kind of shaved from the sides. Mm -hmm. but this is a podcast, so people have to imagine what you're- Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Good. So Dane, uh, Dane is one of our partners, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. We want to get to know him a little bit, so- um, we'll kick off with, uh, I don't know what, it, we're going to ask you the question, like, tell us your whole life story from the day you were born, Dane, how, it's not very long ago, so you, ha you should be able to remember yeah. most of it. Um, you're very young. Tell us how old you are. I am 24 years old. 24 years old, yeah. 24 years young. So give us a little background about Dane McKinney and how you, uh, started out and arrived somehow in the real estate uh, world and sitting on a podcast with us three. Jokers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, born in Texas, but then moved up to Salem, where we are now. Hence the mullet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Got to bring back my roots. Uh, moved up here when I was like seven years old, and then stayed. Whole family actually moved back down south. Unfortunately, um, after I had committed to Oregon State, seeing as that was the only college i applied they to. left you here they did yeah oh i graduated and then my parents moved away for college okay. yeah so <laughs> I, yeah it was a weird <laughs> they kind of flipped it on me um went to oregon state did finance there and what, what do you mean you did finance there i did finance i studied, so you were like a loan shark oh you studied yeah finance? what does that mean i is that economics i'm was not super shy we did we learned about economics. We learned about banking, the banking system, uh, and then learned kind of trading, I guess. We learned a lot about shorts, like puts. Currency? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, currency trading too. Um, none of that. None of that stuck. It was like, a, it was a great class when I took it, but I didn't even, it was just so not tangible to me that I had no idea. Like, nothing to apply it to. Yeah, I had nothing to apply it to. And then after the fact, I realized that it was actually a very, it was a really useful the best thing, thing to know. You could have yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just took me like two more years to catch it. Um, and it was during COVID, so that wasn't really mm -hmm. fair. But so I, uh, I did an internship for a private wealth advisor because. I was so sure that I wanted to get into wealth management. And then I did that for about three months and every day I went into work and I would do stuff the whole day. And I knew that I did stuff. I wasn't just sitting there. And then I left work 
and I had no idea what I did. Sounds like you didn't do much. <laughs> I had no idea what I did. <laughs> you were working? I was moving. You were moving data from place to place. I would work on a presentation. You, maybe you were trading I currencies. Would, yeah. Yeah. You were, doesn't, was, it doesn't stick was, for you. Yeah. Just managing the Fed bond buying program. Didn't even realize. I'm so serious. I like part of it was that I was trying to like work on investment strategy and then show what they had done and how they had gotten a return on a presentation for new client onboarding. And then I, you know, built out that piece of the presentation and I just, it, it, it was just so like not real to me that I, I, I don't know. That was, I mean, I'm super thankful for it and I know why people enjoy doing it, but it just like, it didn't, it didn't scratch an itch for me. And so I, the next summer <laughs> I went from a private wealth advisor, really good company, love the guys still to um property management yeah i was like i was boots on the ground because so, i was like well that's a lot know, more tangible i did i didn't like i didn't like we were on the we were on the ninth floor of the capitol tower in uh -oh. downtown salem okay. and then i went into the second floor of a lot of in the first floor of a lot of apartments yeah and just cleaned out dirty apartments because i wanted to I wanted to be do something tangible. So, so and when you say property management, you were like physical. I was just labor. labor. Yeah, You're doing I mean, I worked on the I worked on the management side too. So we would like sign new you know leases with new tenants, and the background check was a little different. It was self managed, um, and so there wasn't really one. So if they had a pulse, you moved um, them in. That is exactly how it worked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were in it was in Corvallis too, and so like even a lower if they were signed up for Oregon State, then they could okay. get in there. That was his only standard, pretty much. So, um, so the next shady building that you buy that SMI doesn't want to manage or Rare Bird, we can, mm -hmm. we can take it to these guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, he's good. <laughs> he was good. Yeah. There's great stories about what? You, you just painted over all the mold? Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He doesn't paint over mold. No. No. We oh, that's what you're supposed to do. It is what you're supposed he, to do. He did a good job. No, there's about... some other processes involved. <laughs> keeping it mold free there are some funny stories with with that business i don't i don't know if i want to no i do actually yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was there was one time where because the, the reason i liked that one was because it was so i knew i knew that i could just do it really fast i guess you, you can just clean really fast and you can get out of there early even if you're set to just do an apartment and i knew i could look at the end of the day and be like that was dirty it's not dirty. You, you accomplish that was, sense of accomplishment. So easy, yeah. so clear. That Much better than currency trading that, like you did before. That apartment's before. clean now. Yeah, yeah. No, I clean that better. toilet. That toilet is. Clean. Oh yeah, this yeah, feels no. so good. I actually, <laughs> I'm my, so glad I'm not behind a desk right now talking to multimillionaires <laughs> about their portfolios. <laughs> <laughs> the one on one uh, the toilet so much more it was wordy. it was it was it's funny that you bring that up there were two other guys that i worked with that summer and i was the one who replaced all the toilets because they didn't they wouldn't one of the guys was like it would just it would get him gagging and then the other guy just didn't really want to and i was like yeah i've never done that before and i learned how to thought it was sick so i replaced probably 20 toilets that summer yeah when you say sick like he like got that. sick. He I just got sick. It was cool. He liked it. 
The other guy got sick, but you thought it was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I was learning new skills. I uh, what what made you decide between summers? I mean, yeah. so you're an in, you're interning, so you're clearly like, did somebody tell you it's a good idea to intern and kind of get a boots on the ground education? Or we had to do internships for the college of business okay that was one of the requirements so they wanted you for, to do it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but you got to pick and that was the asset management one the property management one was was my was my call because i did i did two other internships and then the property management one was was my call um and that was only that was that was a that was a rich dad poor dad move actually oh okay yeah because i i was like i, I felt kind of like i didn't know how to do much and so I wanted to, I wanted to be the guy that worked in the convenience store and then owned the convenience store. Okay. And so I was like, well, I mean, step one, work in the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was, that was the real idea behind getting the job in property management, which was really just. So the rich dad, poor dad mm-hmm. led you to be interested in real estate. Yeah. yeah which yeah. led you to say, how do I get in at the ground level? I'm yeah. going to go work for a property manager and cl- clean toilets. Yeah. No hindsight, actually, when you were to like that, <laughs> given, given my skill set at the time, uh, I probably could have done something a way more. more productive. But at least you got to see it. I that, did. That's important. I did. That's no. Important. And then it, it, it. You I don't know. Units, so you I know. Our units. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a failed owner turn. <laughs> but okay, so you um, went. You went from property management, and then what mm-hmm. led you to like into the real estate space? So every time I would walk into an apartment, I would ask what it was being rented for, and then I would just try to math it out. And I was, I realized how much this dude was killing it. Because I was thinking about all his expenses. He had everything separately metered. So I knew all that he had to worry about was tax, exterior maintenance, and then paying us to turn the units and insurance. Um, and so his his costs were so low, so fixed. Owed like nothing on him. Had owned them for like 40 years. Were you smart enough to factor in vacancy and capital reserve? Had just rolled it. Yeah. Well, management. In, in college towns, it's actually a lot easier to factor in the vacancy. And he had almost none because he would he would sign 12 month leases but then people would leave two months early not have anything in there seriously so we would be flipping you we would be turning the units Mm -hmm. that were still being paid for because somebody yeah he wouldn't let anybody if they signed a nine month lease then they had to pay like an extra 150 bucks a month and then I, I, or maybe you'd let them sign like 10 month leases. Okay, I just got excited about college housing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hardest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. It was in like when I get, cause in the day that their lease was up, cause he would ask if yeah. he could come in and turn it early and they would get like half off of last month's rent or something if he could come in after they moved out or if they moved, whatever it was. And so then he would fill it with another tenant cause they would get to walk it while it was still leased. And then, immediately day of you start paying september 1st even though you don't even move in until september 15th mm-hmm. and zero so, vacancy mm-hmm. loss zero yeah. i mean really really that's low. really easy to manipulate yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense it's funny like that's a big deterrent for me is just aha moment well it's very easy to fix through leases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting wait yeah. wait till we have logan devos on uh, the show and he talk he'll talk about our deal we did in corvallis Villa. yeah uh, that that was that's what the light bulb for me all time like, oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Best deal ever. No, yeah. Um, Student housing is blowing up right now. So Trevor's going to get on us that you're not talking about how you got into real estate. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't even finish your story. I saw, I saw all the money that he was making, but the biggest thing was that he, so he actually was, his name is Glenn Sweeney. I'll shout him out. He was a professor at Stanford and he, uh, he was a professor at Stanford and then professor at Oregon State and then wrote a book on real estate. And one of the prerequisites to working for him was that we had to read his book uh, about just buying properties, the ultimate investment, real estate. Um, I can't think of the book, but if you look it up. He didn't read it. I did read it. Yeah. No, good. Glenn book. It Sweeney? was actually, it was short, easy. Yeah. Glenn Sweeney. And okay. it was on investment real estate, the the greatest investment there is or something like that. Um but he had just bought, he bought one house when he was in college, the classic story, uh, turned it from, it was a daycare on the bottom with like four bedrooms on the top to a 10 bedroom house that when I was working on the house, he was renting each bedroom for $900 a month. And so he bought that house for $32,000 <laughs> and now made nine grand a month off of it. But Anyways, so that that was kind of the push and he would like go to lunch with us and talk to us about how he had gotten into different deals, like how he built the relationships, how he had gotten, you know, gotten into his first couple houses on a seller carry. And so he, you know, he caught the wave at the right time, but also you can do it at any time. I hate the idea that I think 20 years from now, we're going to be telling these stories and people are going to be like, yeah, I mean, it was just it was a better time in real estate. So different and it's times. Like, yeah. The good old days. There's always a way to do it. Like, yeah. I, I don't but you know. didn't mention on that 32000 was it brings in 180 in rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time. And it took, you know, 40 years to get to the point yeah. where it was like- Nine grand a month. Yeah. Unbelievable that he had gotten into that deal and then, you know, never wanted to sell it because he, he could see the, you know, the light. Um but yeah, I saw I saw the light when I was working for that. When he told me those numbers for that house specifically, that's when it was like, I got to start buying houses as quick as I can. Mm -hmm. And then met met these guys. I guess I was, I didn't meet you guys first. I met Kurt Arthur first. I worked at a different brokerage. Um, my dad has a good relationship with him and then I ended up having a good relationship with him. But I, I had reached out to a number of people when I decided that I was going to stay in Oregon after college and... Kurt was the quickest to respond, I guess. And then I knew I, I, I really did appreciate. I didn't know Gabe did at the you time. Reach out to Gabe and he no, 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 no. Gabe always <laughs> responds. Gabe's quick. Um, he hadn't seen the light. He didn't know. Yeah, no. Purple sign. Uh uh <laughs> No, I knew I wanted commercial real estate because I wanted apartments. It was the magenta sign that scared him away. <laughs> <laughs> so go back. Go. Let, let's go back in time just a little bit. I want to know about your DNA. Like what makes. Dane, Dane, like why does somebody go to college? Why does somebody go to college specifically to learn about finance? Like what's going on in your head uh, that motivates you to learn about these things and go into these different internships and things? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I had been raised just under the assumption that I was going to go to college, which is like a weird thing talking to people who didn't go to college. And then also even when I was in college, like my dad called me probably like four times while I was in college and he was like, you don't need to finish. <laughs> and I was like, thanks dad, paid for my college. And so he, uh, you know, was a little bit incentivized the wrong way for me to not finish college. But he paid for you. He wanted but you to go. He, he did. He, he wanted me to go. And then he called me. It's because I had started, you know, I started the bed bug business, which is 
uh, you know, not not a thing. For okay, so wait a second. Before this is after your internship or back before your same it? time, same time. Very busy at that time. So at the time yeah. you're in college, you're yeah. doing an internship, and you started a business. Yeah, for bed bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was always enough. Probably the worst thing about it was, apartments. It was. He had a lot of personal bed bugs in. That's why. His bed. Oh, he <laughs> he had he had a bed bug farm when I he was a kid. Saw, He's I like, I love bed problem. bugs. Yeah. I want to start a business for these. So bugs. I spread them so that yeah, business was booming. D- yeah. t- for our listeners, uh, <laughs> tell us what is a bed bug. Oh, I don't know. really flat, really flat little bug that hides under your mattress, and then when you fall asleep comes and starts biting you pretty good and some people are allergic to them other people aren't and so some people like get like swollen really red and then other people just have tons of bed bugs where before they where are you most likely to find a bed bug infestation always in terms of demographic or, <laughs> or type of, is this, a, really is this in, is this in a, any home? All any home, off. any home. We did, I mean, we did, it varied greatly. The only difference was uh, in the really expensive homes that we would go to, they always caught it earlier mm. and they would, they would immediately fix it when they found out. Rather than let it get out. Other people oh. would, yeah, mm. if you, if it was a lower. Well, a lot of times renters will have a problem. They don't want to say anything because they're mm-hmm. afraid that they'll get, you know, kicked out or their rent will go up or something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. oftentimes you just won't, you won't hear about it yeah. right away. Yeah. So somebody that's got it in their home, they're like, Johnny oh, on the spot, yeah. get these bugs out of my yeah. house. But that's a, it's like a big deal. Like, doesn't, you, don't you have to like burn everything in your house or like. Pretty much. Yeah. I remember coming when I first started doing apartment inspections, my mentor told me, he said, when you come home, you got to throw all your clothes in the dryer. Hot as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run yeah. it as hot as you can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So every apartment inspection, I don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. But I used to come home and like man i better throw all my clothes in the dryer yeah, and i would just dry i would just throw them in there because the heat yeah. is what kills yeah. them or yeah heat kills them and it's the only thing that kills the eggs so to get rid of the bed bugs you yeah. gotta go heat that unit up really hot yeah we would or heat the house up really came hot. out at like 190 degrees and then you had to keep it there for 40 to 45 minutes once it hit like you heat the house to 190 degrees? Every bedroom. Yeah. You can like cook a so, pizza on the countertop. Oh, you could, yeah, you could definitely boil an egg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how do you heat, how do you heat it? We'll get not, we'll just, talk about yeah, bed bugs yeah, later, yeah, but yeah. this is a, this is an interesting story. Oh, no, yeah. The bed bug guy. We got Dane McKinney, the bed bug guy. I I don't want to be known as that. It was. We, I, I always thought he was the high. He was, the, he was like high finance with a mullet. Now I'm like, no, he's the bed bug property manager guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. BBG. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, so tell us why. So you're doing all these things, but go back yeah, yeah. to. Back to the. In your, in your, in your year, you know, coming up years, you're growing up. What, what made you decide you wanted to go down this path? My dad was a salesman. That was the biggest thing really good salesman and just managed people. I mean, his job has always been to, to manage other people and to sell them on joining his team. And he's exceptional at it. Big New York life guy. Yeah. Big New York life guy. Um, and, and I mean, that's just all I knew. It's like, if your parents are scientists, then you're going to be interested in science. Like Mark Gallegos was talking to me about how his son is talking about how storm drains work and how the conduit is like getting power to a building. It's like, yeah, Mark's a builder. Like that's, that's what, and so I was just always around business and I, that's, that's what I was wired to think about when I got it. But you weren't thinking about life insurance. No, I had considered life insurance, but I think that 
since I saw what he didn't like about it, I was just, I don't know, unappealed to it. I think he- And he wasn't trying to sell you on getting into insurance. He did a couple times. He did a couple times because he had such good relationships with people in the business. And I kind of, part of that was actually like unappealing to me because I wanted to try to do my own thing, I guess. Is this why he wanted you to drop out of college? He that was he one of the phone, one of the times he <laughs> one of the times he called me was I need to go get her. It was this, son drop out of college. It was somebody was we retired. got some life insurance to sell. Yeah, yeah. No, somebody was retiring, and he said he said <laughs> he, hey, he wait he looked at the spreadsheet. He's like, this is how much I paid for your college education, and here's how much I'm going to make on you if you come in and sell. opportunity <laughs> so costs were high. Yeah, yeah. Like I wrote Very that check for mom. <laughs> Mom's happy, but I'm losing here. We need to <laughs> rate this ship. So dad calls you and said, get into insurance. You said no that's not that's yeah. not for me yeah and then any time that there was any pushback from me he'd be like no yeah you're right yeah no you don't need to you don't need to you <laughs> he didn't want to force it no no not at all um but so i, I mean i just got into college broadly knowing i was going to do business um just because that was all i knew and then i started in marketing verbally switched to accounting but it was it was really it was in, in my first year still and then by the time i got to like grad or not the the upper class last two years um hopefully uh switched to finance yeah i switched over to so finance. started as marketing started as marketing yeah and i realized that like the people who were there for marketing that were actually going to be good at marketing we're just already good at marketing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never went to school for marketing and you're the one of the best business marketers in Salem, at least. You, you, we, everybody knows SMI. They know the Magenta we're, Billboard. We're Salem famous. You know the Magenta Billboard. <laughs> Soon to one be Portland of, famous. One, one month of living in this town. <laughs> I knew who the big guy was. Yeah. <laughs> Pay your rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and so, I, I mean, that was like a quick switch for me because I don't, I, I, I was never a, supernaturally creative minded i guess they're not even creative minded but that just wasn't the different side required. of different different side of your brain yeah and it didn't like yeah. scratch the itch either like i just didn't it didn't seem like there was always a right answer and i wanted whatever yeah. i was doing to have the right answer so i did accounting and that was too far of a swing to the right answer did, did it scratch it more than marketing no because accounting felt like the rules were made up and that's why going back to finance was a good balance because they were, it would be like, there's two different, there's gap and then there's whatever the standard for businesses. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do it this way. Other times you count it like this. And, uh, what? I just didn't, it didn't click for What's me. What's gap general, generally accepted yeah. there are rules. practices. Yeah. Each track has a rule. Yeah. <laughs> their own rule set. Yeah. They make their own rules. Yeah. Set. Generally accepted accounting practices. It's funny. I struggled with that as well early on in, in economic really? accounting. And I just couldn't get past that and i uh -uh. stopped taking accounting that's so yeah no it was it was immediate when i got it and it wasn't even i did fine in the classes yeah. i just like i didn't it it didn't appeal and so then finance was way more and economics was always interesting to me too which we had we had mentioned and i felt like econ and finance were gonna overlap well but the business degree just didn't cater to to econ at oregon state at least so so the accounting went too swung too far. Finance though sort of scratched Happy the medium. itch. It got you mm -hmm. got you what you're looking for. Let's mm -hmm. let's not overlook this though. You're telling me Oregon State does not include economics in their business. No, 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 no. They totally did. They okay. totally did. It wasn't it wasn't it kind of kind of what Gabe says. He says if uh if like you're not careful about how much you're reading about econ, you're gonna become an economist instead mm -hmm. of just 
doing deals mm. or you know actually doing what you need to be I'm doing. I'm not smart enough to say it like that. Too much of a theorist. I don't remember what you said, but it's a good line. Um <laughs> yeah, so I uh they they do have an overlap. Okay. Yeah, not to you can Sorry, get both, yeah. but it's a different it's a different I don't know, college. I don't think it's college. There, there, there's right. there's something there's a principle here about salespeople that the more you teach them, the worse they get. Mm. And so if you're going to be a salesperson, mm-hmm. you got to be careful your head doesn't get in the way. Makes sense. <laughs> I I can remember in my in my background in cars, you know, somebody comes in and they don't know anything. They don't mm-hmm. even know where the keys are at or what they're selling. Like they have a great two or three months uh-huh. and then they figure out all the rules and we teach them all the classes on how to sell something and mm-hmm. then they, they suck. Lose it. Everybody becomes a six car salesman at some point. So to your point, you know, like becoming an econ major to, to go out and become mm-hmm. a businessman may not be the best idea. Mm-hmm. The more you learn, the may you more be dissuaded from, because you, now you know some of the, some of the pitfalls you're going to fall yeah, into yeah, that's, yeah, solid, yeah. that's solid point of view I love that we got micro Mike who's a big econ guy I know sure. I know but it's, that's, it makes sense I, I got your macro big. Mike your big picture depends on the day <laughs> depends on who I'm battling on stage <laughs> and whether they want to use that against you gotcha, gotcha. but I didn't learn economics until I, after I owned businesses and made some business mistakes and so I think that's probably some good advice there to not mm-hmm. understand it too well before you get going mm. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's thinking about econ or even, I mean, even just the finance side of things. I've like talked people out of deals because I'm like, ah, I mean, you're like, you're not seeing this side of it. I don't like that part That's of it. That's why I'll never be a real estate broker. Because yeah. <laughs> if, if it's a good deal, you're going to buy it. And if it's a bad deal, it's hard to, for you to sell it to somebody. Yes. Yeah. The best brokers have no idea why it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. But they drive you nuts. That's okay. They keep bringing you deals. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about, you came into real estate, you started mm-hmm. out with Kurt, you decided mm-hmm. you wanted to come to SMI. What does um, real estate do to scratch the itch? Real estate was investment related for me. The, what, the, the, my focus was commercial real estate from the start, not, not residential. SVN actually doesn't do to, any residential. To, to be a broker, to broker to in that broker. Space. Yeah. Cause I figured step one, see all the deals, figure out what a deal actually is within real estate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe at some point you get to buy the deal, be a part of the deal with somebody. And so it just made the most sense. If I was going to buy real estate, I might as well just start in real estate instead of trying to be a doctor and then go buy it later once I have all the money. But that's not really what you did though. Which thing? You bought a deal before you sold a deal. I know. Yeah, that's... (laughs) He sold it to himself. He got in. I mean, he's smart enough to buy it himself. That's just just efficiency. Yeah. So so this is one of my favorite Dane McKinney stories. Uh, I got to tell it while we're while we're here. So we're sitting at uh, down in Ameritidal, downtown Salem, and we're doing a signing and we're buying a 10plex. And Dane's on my left and Trevor's on my right and passing the papers around. I looked over at Dane and I, I said, hey... Have you ever been to a Maritidal before? He says, no. He says, I've never been to a title office before. <laughs> I said, what? You've never been in a title office before? I said, well, you've brokered a deal, haven't you? He says, no. This is the first signing I've ever been at. And he's, buy, he, he's buying a 10plex with us. He's never even, he's never even brokered a deal. He does, and he's just doing it, by the way. Like the papers are going around. He's just like, yep, got his pen out. <laughs> Sign away. Keep going. He looked like he'd been doing it his whole life. He's I like, trusted I've, you wholeheartedly. I've never been in a title office I hope before. you haven't ruined that by educating <laughs> I don't know. He is getting a little worse. The smarter he gets, yeah. the, the, the less deals he does. Uh, 
Uh, that's fair. Yeah, that was. Uh, I didn't even. I mean, at the t- I didn't even realize at the time how ridiculous that was. Yeah, because I was. You don't own a house. You don't. You haven't bought. <laughs> yeah. your first. Is that what I asked you? You haven't bought a yeah, house. That's you haven't bought. You haven't brokered a deal. You, have a you haven't done card. anything. Huh? You didn't even have a credit card. Doesn't yet. have a credit card yet. You don't. You don't need credit. Had, the he seller's gro- financing it. <laughs> hadn't grown a mustache yet. He was still just. He's just a little kid I had the sitting there next to us buying a ten plus. Yeah, a bowl cut. It. This guy's grown Uh, immensely. Well, a lot of your story still has yet to be told because Mm -hmm. you're only 24 years old, but Mm -hmm. you're, you're an impressive young man to be in this arena doing the things that you're doing and, uh, to sit in a room full of greatness like this, you know, Mm -hmm. how, I don't know how you did it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling Mike and Trevor. Mike, Mike and Trevor are great, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 24 years old, you're doing deals, you're buying deals. Mm-hmm. Trevor, grill them a little bit. Tre- you and well, Trevor and Dane are like, uh, what, what should we call them? They're like, uh, they wouldn't understand. Batman so I taught Robin. Dane. Well, yeah, Batman and Robin. You I, know, there might be even too young for that. Whoa, I taught Dane. I was going to say Laurel and Hardy. They'd have no idea. No, they have, Can no, Trevor no, be I Robin? Please. I'm Batman. I taught Dane everything he knows. Dane. Is that true? Is that true? Did Trevor teach you everything you know? I went to one lunch with Gabe. He told me all that I needed to know about how to buy your first deal. Whoa, 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 whoa. With Gabe? Three months later. Yeah, Gabe. I mean, you were there. (laughs) We both know Gabe was talking. (laughs) No, no, no. I sat down with Dane. Mm -hmm. Same same thing you did for me. I paid it forward. Okay. Oh, you did. At Isaac's. Yes. You blew my mind. Yeah. But he remembers Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe sold me on it. Gabe, you thought it was good that I stayed at SVN. And Gabe also wanted me to stay at SVN, actually, because you were nervous. I wanted your that... SVN deals. Yeah. No. But then I realized you didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they were just different. They, 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 they don't really do multifamily. <laughs> no. No, I was doing office and industrial. And, well, and then I thought I could have Dane be like, my junior broker and do all this work for me so I could go play basketball. Uh, <laughs> you thought that or you actually did I tried that? it and then it didn't work very well. Uh, yeah. You made him your slave. Mm-hmm. So, he didn't, he just, so you just have him going out doing all the busy work so you can go play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Trevor I tried to retire <laughs> two years into the business. <laughs> that's, a yeah. good, that's a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Dave. No you, you picked a great friend. That's nice. I worked for three months where Trevor would leave at like 10 a.m. and be like, you, you, got you, the, you just got to call for, just call the rest of, until I'm done with basketball. I, will, I won't pick up. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll take yeah. You know what's kind of funny though? So Dane um, got connected with me the same way I kind of got connected with you in a way just through social media. So he just mm-hmm. messaged me on there because he saw we were posting deals. Mm-hmm. Have I told you how I met Mike? No, tell him. Well, Mike was on the street corner at Isaac's um, and we recognized him just because we listened to He's people. normally on a street corner somewhere. <laughs> Can we qualify? <laughs> <laughs> we were in downtown Salem. We were in right downtown next. Salem where all the homeless people are. Mike was on I brought him corner. down from Portland. <laughs> <laughs> they followed me, my big van. <laughs> but no, yeah, we, we were just driving by actually. Um, I think we were going to play basketball at like noon. Um, <laughs> and Mike, Mike was just It was there. 2 p.m. It was 2 p.m. Okay, yeah, Mike was just working at Isaac's on the corner on his laptop and um, I was with James and he he recognized him. He's like, "Hey, that's Mike, like from Bigger Pockets." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, listen to that. Like, let's go talk to him. He does deals." And then we're like, "That's up, the Mike? qualifier. You do deals. I'll talk to you." That's Trevor's qualifier. I have nothing to gain from this guy. Yeah, then, Trevor, if they don't have deals, 
then we went and started hanging out with Mike because we just. So Dane found you the same way. You were on a street corner. I was on a street doing deals. Talking about deals, and Dane came up. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Hey, well, you're you Trevor actually, Howard. You do deals." Deal you posted was on a street corner, but I just messaged you on Instagram. I didn't follow you yet. Somebody had just told me that you were buying deals with mo- no money, and I was like, "Perfect! I have no money. <laughs> I want to buy deals, and I want to buy deals." How 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 much longer after that message were you sitting in Maritime? It was it was three months. No. Four months, because we started in August. Like, so for, really meeting. So so you bump into Trevor, and four months later, you're sitting in a sign and buying a ten plex. Yeah, that's cool. With no money, yeah, but I also didn't get paid a commission on it. So I just you, you bro- rolled your commission. I rolled my commission. Thankfully, hey, so you actually you brokered a deal. Me. Well, I you, did. You I got bro- you brokered your first deal, deal and bought your first deal all in the same. But you I know had, what we did for him. Huh? How much would your commission bought you? Twelve point three seven percent. How much do you owe? Twenty percent. Oh, you bumped him up. Uh huh. You bumped him up. Oh wow. No, well. you bumped me up. And then <laughs> Gabe. This is why he remembers me and not you. Gabe, <laughs> yeah, what, Gabe well, does. I'm a lot nicer than you. Gabe are. does none of the numbers. Gabe hasn't ran any numbers on this deal the whole time. We just kind of tell him maybe what he'll need to bring to close. We got a 90, 90, 94, five percent seller carry on it. I know we brought like 140 grand. Or mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it wasn't a no money deal for us. No, no. just for Dane. Well, yeah, yeah, just for Dane. And then wow. We, and then we gave him a little extra for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> you you convinced Gabe to after I convinced you to because you weren't getting enough basketball time in. You needed to- <laughs> <laughs> like my social capital bank's a little low. I I drove by these units and I said, you know what? If any unit in town has bed bugs, it's this one. <laughs> we got to make Dane like. We we got to give Dane more of this deal because I don't want to go in there and clean out these yeah. bugs. <laughs> You're probably I right love that. <laughs> like, so you went from sending a message to four months later, printing mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. not paying tax on that money, mm-hmm. and then using that to own more of the piece of real estate than that money should have purchased. Yeah. 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 I did figure out that I think because of the interest payments and having to flip kind of a few units on that one that were in pretty rough shape because of the because the bed bugs or the bed bugs yeah yeah uh, so we had to feed it we had to feed it. we had to feed it a little bit but it probably i mean it was close to break even this year um hey if you're not that was with like 20 percent, 30 percent vacancy on it yeah because uh we had a well economic vacancy e- economic yeah economic vacancy yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> not yeah no we, we had people like, in there <laughs> you're not losing money de- year one you're not buying the right real estate <laughs> they just weren't paying rent and then it took a while can i tell a story about this 10 plex <laughs> Yeah. So every every deal you buy, I say you get a closing. Does this qualify as Dane's favorite deal? We uh, is it your favorite deal? It's got to (laughs) be. Okay. Um, yeah, you should probably tell the story. So every every deal that you close, you're going to get a closing gift. Mm. That's what that's what I call them anyway. Mm -hmm. The closing gift on this one was um, we had we found out we had some drug dealers that were living in the unit. And so we were trying to get them out. And uh, at one point we were able to take possession of the unit and um, we tr- went in and changed the locks. We got property management in there, boom, changed the locks, they're out. We got it changed over. They hadn't been paying rent. We were trying to get an eviction. The cops wouldn't even go to the property. Yeah. And uh, and so we got it. We got the locks changed. And one of the guys came back. And he's like, he can't get in with his key, so he climbs in through the window. Mm-hmm. One of the neighbors calls and says, "Hey, we have a break in." Well, now the cops will show up. Mm-hmm. So the SWAT team shows up. Mm-hmm. The dude runs out of the house and they shoot him what? in the front yard. Yeah. 
I think he lived, but this is like within what a week or two of the time like we closed weeks. on that deal. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. So, so fast. He, he went from bed bugs to SWAT teams. Yeah. In the, this is that, Salem, right? I mean, that doesn't happen every day. SWAT teams are much more lucrative than bed bugs. <laughs> SWAT teams are much. Yeah. Yeah. But we've changed the personality of that property. Yeah. We don't have drug dealers. Oh, we don't have. Right. We have good heads. good tenants there. Mm-hmm. We've turned some units and it's it's going pretty good. Hey, so yeah. side note question for you or you. You may know. Don't say you or you. We're on the air. Like uh, you gotta you gotta say names and stuff. People can't imagine. No, they're watching the video and seeing me. <laughs> Not everybody's gonna sit and watch this video. Uh-oh. It'd be boring Just to watch Dan's us. Mom. They're driving down the road right now going, What are these guys talking about? Okay, sorry, so, Gabe and Mike. Okay. Um, if you have a road that's in the county, <laughs> who's responsible for taking care of it? It's not in the city limits, right outside city county. limits. The county is? Because mm-hmm. they're telling me that the people living on that street have to maintain it. Is there a road maintenance agreement? I have no idea how to yeah, find there's, that. I mean, there's some <laughs> roads that have title search. There should be a road maintenance okay, agreement on we, record. That same property we bought, the, the road is messed up. Yeah. Like, And mm. our PM's like, oh, right here is where it crosses and goes to county. And apparently everyone living on that street is supposed to take care of it. Instead. Yeah, no one knows. So I just yeah. bought a property the same as Clackamas County, unincorporated county, and everyone complains about the street and you pull a D and you're like, well, we all have to pay to, oh, you so know. that's how that goes. Yeah. You got to get everybody to agree to pitch in and take care of yeah. it. Yeah, because so, so it's potholes. You got to regravel it every year. Yeah, we're just yeah. maintaining a street now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the entry to the street. So oh. the first like, Hundred hundred yards. So you get yeah. the you the worst use of it, but at mm-hmm. least you're maintaining. If it was just gravel, that would be an upgrade. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jaren was oh, telling me there was a better fix for it. Yeah. But, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's yeah. It's part of Dane's story. Potholes. <laughs> potholes from bed bugs. It's probably the worst. I mean, it's terrible. That's yeah. great. Oh yeah. I can't, you need an I off-road barely, vehicle. I can barely on. drive it on in the Corolla. Yeah, if you're not in a yeah. if you're not in a truck, you're not going down that road. No, uh-uh. you may actually increase your rents if you <laughs> just fix that problem. Prime you know, I think it's really kind of nice because it keeps a lot of traffic off the streets. The kids can play more <laughs> safely. You know, who wants to drive down there? And they can't go very Silver fast. Lining. So lining. my dog can go out in the front yard instead of the backyard. God, he's such a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> just, just Makes tra- a lot of sense. charge a premium for that. On in the units. DNA. You like, hey, you can car. go on that paved road. Your shocks will be great, but your kids will be dead. <laughs> this, right here. This or it's an amenity. <laughs> an amenity. An off-road vehicle only road in front of your house. We have lots of speed bumps. One day we'll get somebody, you know, I don't know. Well, we'll probably just end up writing a check. We'll have to. We'll have we to we it. have already. Yeah. yeah, we had to fill it. We'll so anyway, so that's your favorite deal. You want to tell us more about that deal? Or? <laughs> oh, no. That was a good deal. Yeah, that's that was that's all. It? We got a hefty seller carry on it. We initially had a different structure and then they came in and wanted 30% down or something. And then Gabe said, ask him why they need the money. And so, I mean, Gabe was just talking to my ear the whole time. Best question. Thank you in for that, estate. Gabe. Best question in real estate. Yeah, what yeah. What are you gonna do with the money? What are you gonna do with the money? Why do you need it? Yeah. Why do you need it? Nobody wants and to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you ask, it's so really the only the question you have to. Ask. It is the <laughs> only question you have to ask. And if you don't ask that question, you did not do your job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I. And so every time you ask it too, it like gets smaller. And smaller because they feel worse about because they realized that they didn't actually need that little portion. And then it finally got to the point where it was like, we are currently flipping a house. We need this amount out. And then we need this amount to pay the brokers 
And then we need, and then I pitched the broker fee on my end, and so that number went. And down so, some of this is a trust issue, you know. When mm-hmm. you ask, like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do with the money? Sometimes they go, "Well, I'm not going to do anything with it," and most of the time they don't want to pay taxes on it. So, yeah. but then it comes down to skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a like, rapport, rapport issue more than trust. I yeah, because mm-hmm. I just go like, "Hey." Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't need the money, why don't you just do a hundred percent seller carry and I'll pay the closing costs. I'll pay the brokers and we'll just do the deal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are like, sure, I know who you are and your background. I'm yeah. cool with that. Mm-hmm. And then other people are like, uh, uh-uh, my CPA told me you have to put 20% down. Okay. Well then let's mm-hmm. find you a new CPA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 We're going to learn so much from this podcast being in this room. It's amazing. Mike, I got another question for you. Yeah. So we bought this thing on a land sales contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We recorded a memorandum against title. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that, I, I've heard so many different things about how that actually goes on title. Do you go on title with them at that point or are you just clouding title? Well, okay, you're just clouding title yeah. and it depends on what data source you're going to be looking at, right? So like in Portland, we have a really good data source, portlandmaps.com. If you go to actual title and pull the deed, you are not on title. But because you have a recorded memorandum, Portland Maps is going to show you as the owner because that's where the tax statement's getting mailed to. So what data source you're looking at is going to matter. You could be looking at county records and it shows the owner of record is actually the contract buyer because they're sending them the tax certificate. But if you go to sell the property, um, you're not on title. They'll see the memorandum and then now you need to show the contract and then title's going to unwind all that. Okay. There'll be a payoff. Because and- we've done a few land sales contracts now. And when I go look at the property records, it's listed differently every single yeah. time. And yeah, I'm it's like, common. And, that, it, and that's the problem with land sale contracts is because you, you have a beneficiary that needs to be part of the chain. And so, and you can have land sale contracts wrapped by another land sale contract. And then that first original person's gone or dead and you can't find them. Title's a wreck. Like I've missed out on really good deals because they just can't clear title. Mm. So stay away from me. No, no, <laughs> note and trust deed is cleaner. So much cleaner. But they didn't want to do a note and trust deed because yeah. then they would have had to pay depreciation recapture on it. So then we would have had to bring more money. Mm. You're rolling your eyes. You don't believe in depreciation. Well, I, I think if you talk to 10 different CPAs about oh, this, they'll give you 10 different answers. Okay. So I don't know that that's black and white. It's not. <clears throat> Yeah. This is the accounting. Which set of rules are we following? Yeah. <laughs> so you- well, it's interpretation. IRS code's got a lot of interpretation in it. And there's there's multiple ways you can <clears throat> correlate your principal versus gains in a, in a pay down on an installment sale. There's ways you can treat the depreciation. I, I've yeah. done some deals. I've done several deals, actually, 100% seller carry. Um and they end up paying depreciation recapture, but that's it. They don't pay any gains because there's, the, you know, there's a sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you talk about recognized versus realized, um, they didn't take the money, but the the IRS still wants your recapture on your depreciation. It's taxed at a lower rate. It's it's usually not a huge amount of money, mm-hmm. but it is something if you're doing high leverage deals and you're pitching to a seller that they have a lot of tax advantages and they may not have to pay tax, it may be something yes. that they end up having to pay a little bit. Unless you do land sales. Well, if you do a land sale contract, then the argument is you're still on title. The sale hasn't actually yeah. happened and it's going to happen. They pay that when we pay them off. Yeah, they will later. They're yeah. down the road. And so that's how their CPA is interpreting it is land sale contract is the treatment you want to then dispose of this asset when it comes to the IRS tax return. And their attorney will typically pitch that they want a land sale contract yeah. because it leaves them on title. Mm-hmm. It's the safest yep. thing for a seller to do in a, in a seller carry. So, I mean, so you can go, you know, an interesting 
education here between note and trust deed and a land sale contract and memorandum, <clears throat> you're trying to accomplish the same thing two different ways. A land sale contract with a memorandum is really nothing more than like a lease option, right? Yeah. So it's you can actually word it as lease option if you need to, and you can interchange those things, but it's much, much cleaner to do note and trust deed. Your, your notes and your land sale contracts are not a recordable, interest, uh, a recordable instrument. And so your trust deed and your memorandum are what get recorded. So to Mike's point, he says, okay, well, when you chase this down and you pull title, they say, okay, well, we have this memo or we have this, uh, you know, this deed. And then from there, it points to your note. They don't have that. Like you can't just go pull that up out of the county and see what the two parties have agreed to. You have to chase that down and somebody has to have record of it. Yeah. So so this is a side note that's kind of interesting for you, Mike. So I think you posted the other day about loans getting called. Mm-hmm. Um and like now I'm just hearing about them like <laughs> do on everywhere. sale. Yeah. So I've oh about like, are they starting to trigger do on sale? Yeah. Really? Various random relationships. I've heard about 20 getting called in the past few months. Okay. So we did. That's another deal Dane did. He did it like that. Except Not for I doing cre- these deals? No, no, no. I created it. There. We called it the, the equity protection program. And we made this whole thing for uh, Marketing. Um, <laughs> Gabe taught us. But, <laughs> but we did a lease option on this thing, basically, with the option to execute the wrap and take title at any point. So we wouldn't trigger the new on sale, even though it's against the lender's loan docs, the lease option it passed three years still. Right. Yep. Um, you can't really see it. You'll never right. know. Um, but interesting part about the lease option was I believe you can depreciate when you do when a you lease have option. it long enough. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. I think you can 1031 into a lease option. You can 1031 into it as option. long as the lease is long enough. So long I think enough. if it's a 10 year lease, you can 1031 into that lease. Yeah. Yeah. You can look at the language on some of these lease options versus a land sale contract and there. It's like almost the exact same language with a different title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top, and what I mean to the seller and to the buyer, they can actually approach that with different tax treatment. Mm-hmm. Well, for the for the due on sale clause, like I, I don't understand why anyone would wrap it and take title because lease option makes so much more sense to me. And then I think as a buyer, can you write off your lease payment now? So you're essentially writing off principal, and then you can set up a decrease. I mean, it's strike. a business expense. Yeah, you can set up yeah. a decreasing strike price on your yes. option yeah. too. So a trailing lease option is a great plan, and I, and I agree with you. Why would you actually close and, and do a memorandum when you can just have the documents that create a trailing lease option that give you the exact same thing? So it's hidden more in the eyes of the lender when it comes. To well, business. you would still want a cloud title, right? So yeah, that yeah. nobody goes out yeah. and puts so more debt on it or sells it out from underneath y- you. Or yeah, something. so that's yeah. what. Uh, we bought the steel while ago. Did you record that memorandum ever, Dane? No. <laughs> this is this is Dane's interview. This is his interview in his last time appearing on this podcast. He is now fired. He's no longer not, a partner. Re- not, not recording. <laughs> what? For the what, which which is this? Uh, he, he was looking out for your your behalf. <laughs> we, yeah, got, didn't want to call. we got yeah. those documents notarized. We got them notarized twice. They got them notarized two or three times and both times that they tried to mail it to us to different addresses one was to my home address one was to your office address neither time it showed up what we have the docs now though right no i thought thought you just didn't record it we don't even have this why would i not have that's the easy part (laughs) somehow somehow getting them we have i didn't go online to pay 150 bucks you thought that was the problem we have we have one set of we have a set of docs that are notarized for us and then a set of docs that are notarized oh that's fine by them okay yeah and so we're yeah i think we're fine right mike you compare those i don't know dude i don't get in those weeds (laughs) okay 
Thumbs up. Mike yeah. called you guys cowboys. <clears throat> this is this is cowboy. You're listening to it's cowboy real I almost estate radio. That is a segue to get into the cowboy activity on what I feel reporting. <laughs> but we probably should not put that on a record. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, are we done with Dane? I think like, I, everyone gets it. Yeah. Everyone knows Dane enough. Like we're getting sidetracked. We need to dive into I, economics with Mike. Let's get into the Cowboys of recording documents. They create problems. You just got to do way more por- paperwork when you actually record a document. <laughs> so just notarize it. Don't record it. So you don't have to do more paperwork down the road. Thank you. But Mike. these these people we've are... talked about this before. Yes, yes. It's still yeah, there. yeah, yeah. The collateral yeah. is still there. They're going to go sell some... the property. They can always record it themselves if they feel like they need to be protected. Or if you're a stand-up human being and you know, like, ah, I should probably protect these people now, you can go record it. But we're not protecting ourselves in this case. No, you're <laughs> like, prote- protecting them. Kind, kind, we're, we're just being dumb. Let's let's That's, move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the how not to do real estate deals. We have can the we pe- scratch all that from record? <laughs> <laughs> we have the pieces needed. That's what I'll say. Okay. I feel comfortable. Everyone's well secured. There's no other than us. The sellers are fine. It's us. Oh yes, it's that's us. right. It's your we're, memorandum. We're, we're, yeah. we're the ones. Recorded your memorandum. Yes, yes. we're we're the ones at risk. The only problem is that they could technically. So while pull you're a playing basketball, off. he's driving to go get all these documents put together. <laughs> he should be. Yeah. I mean, he got an extra yeah. seven and a half percent. Isn't that, that worth something? Th- no, no, that's not that transaction. Oh, okay. Different, different one. Yeah. Different yeah. one. Yeah. This was like a $300,000 house. So yeah, oh, you don't even need to record that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Dane, tell us now you're an SMI broker. You're, are you focused more on brokering, investing? Like what is your, what's your day look like? What do you do? Trevor, what What do you Oh, you have to ask Trevor what you're going to do? I think, well, no. I mean, Trevor, I what is Dane going to be the doing? The answer is supposed to be brokering right now, but it tends to lean towards investing. That's where both of us end up focusing. It's not very clear on our business plan then because your role is not brokering. It's, it's investing, but you want me to call on apartment oh, complexes. Sorry. And so I'm yeah, calling owners on apartment complexes. And now I'm, yeah. We're doing all sorts of things. So you guys, so you guys are I'm brokering. On you are brokering third third party deals, and you're investing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build two branches: an investing branch and a brokering mm-hmm. branch, and mm-hmm. really focus down on them mm-hmm. and scale them. He's building the brokerage branch on the residential side, and then I'm building the investment side. And by happenstance, when you call enough people to buy their deals, some of the deals you can't buy. And you broker. You broker that deal. So, so we're not actively looking to broker them per se. We're trying to buy them. But we will broker. But I those. do like brokering them when it, the opportunity arises. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's fun. Well, uh, that's Dane McKinney, co-host of Deal Junkies. Last week we were um, drunk real estate. I think is what Mike. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Uh, I may not have been my best <laughs> level of performance last week. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap this segment up meeting uh, one of our co-hosts. I think we've done all of our interviews now, so mm-hmm. uh, everybody will get to know who we are, and we can really dive into what we're going to do on this podcast, which I think is a lot what we kind of go down these rabbit holes and like, you know, how, you know why you record something, why you don't record something, and mm-hmm. what is a trust deed? What's a land sale contract? Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, hopefully you guys are getting some value out of listening to this. We sure have a lot of fun doing it. So thanks for listening.